Hi, and welcome to Creatives on Speed, where we talk to creative thinkers, doers, and makers from all walks of life about their work and their inspirations. And I'm immensely delighted to have the wonderful Claire Grantham <laughs> speaking to us today. Um, Claire and I worked together in the past, but Claire is a yeah. project manager and crafter extraordinaire. And I'm going to get Claire to tell us a bit more about what that involves. So, oh, yeah. So yeah. let's, I guess, like, let's start at the beginning, right? Because one of the funny things I think about being um, a project manager is that you, you're like the bad cop always. You're always the person saying no. And if you work in... <laughs> our industry right where it's creative where you know I came from a print production background and then moved through into advertising and marketing and so you're always like surrounded by people and their creativity and they're always kind of great ideas and as a project manager you often have to bring them to life you know what printer should we use how should we do this who's the best illustrator can you hook me up with a photographer but you never actually get to do you know you never get actually get to draw I mean I can't draw or paint or color or whatever it is that these creative types that I work with do you just get to see it from afar so I think that that kind of pushed some of the things that I wanted to do in my personal life and then how I became a crafter or slash I'm primarily a card maker and I branch out into different avenues, but how I became a card maker is actually quite funny. I was uh, going to a wedding with my then boyfriend, now husband, and <laughs> I went to Donate Smith's to buy a card and I was like, wait, hang on, why do they all look alike? Why are they all the same? And then I was like, oh my God, we're going to go to the wedding and everybody's going to be giving there's only like two cards here that I like so imagine all my friends are going to feel the same way so there's going to be like 60 of us at this wedding giving these couple just the two cards that we all like from WH Smith yeah and I was like I bet you I can make a card so I kind of borrowed a scalpel a ruler some double-sided tape from work I say borrow <laughs> I don't think I I don't think I ever returned them. It's all right. No one's this. It's fine. <laughs> they won't true. know. <laughs> and then, and then I, like, I don't know. And then I kind of folded a piece of card and chopped up some stuff and made a wedding card. And the couple were like, oh, it's so original and really thoughtful. And I was like, oh, I could do that. You know, and I really thought card making was just like Claire at her desk with a scalpel and some sticky tape. And, you know, the more you kind of start to do something, you think, oh, I wonder if there's if there's other people doing this. Like, you foolishly think, oh, I'm the first one that ever thought of this. And then you, like, break out Google, or as I'm sure everybody's parents calls it, the Google, and <laughs> yeah. have a little search. And then you discover that actually there's this whole community industry tools and stamps and this and that and you're like wow so I kind of discovered this whole community and realized that quite quickly that I could be used by magpie self and buy markers and buy stamps and there's lots of things like I've been crafting now for I think for about 12 years and when I look back at like buying my first stamp set I remember thinking, well, 
okay I've bought the stamp set now what do I do with it yeah and then it's like oh you need to ink it up what with what <laughs> oh I need to buy ink okay now buy ink okay now what do I do we need a, a block to put the stamp on what oh my god and then it was just all these things and YouTube god love YouTube like so many tutorials and then through YouTube I found blogs which I know sounds really weird and it's only 12 years ago but literally I didn't really understand blogs yeah like and then you discover that people have made things and they talk about them and how they make them and you learn and so blogs and YouTube are like totally 100% my friend and of how I've learned so much and have kind of branched me off down into from card making I've gone into mixed media and art journaling you know so mm. painty inky messes on paper that are just the weird imaginings from inside my brain mm. I can sew because my whole family knew how to sew and so that's led me down into sewing on my cards or oh doesn't sewing lead me into jewelry making and the jewelry making is part of the like mixed media stuff because different materials and so you I, I kind of feel like there was this creative person dying to get out and yeah. one thing sent me off in a weird direction. Yeah. And now I think because there's quite a lot of me that recognizes that growing up, my, my mum is a lovely, amazing woman, super talented, super clever, but not really into playing. Mm. Like very much you will learn, you'll be a learner. And so I think now I'm living out my childhood with the, the paints and the pens. Yeah. So <laughs> Not that you, my childhood was horrible, but yeah. you know what I mean? But I was going to say, so do you, do you do anything sort of people would think of as creative when you were growing up, whether it was dance or music or if it wasn't kind of arts type stuff or art, as it were? I have to be honest, I have a very, I consider it a traumatic experience but I'm not sure if it's traumatic or if I'm just Let's a Let's delve into queen. it and see. So my mum was a librarian and um, my summer holidays were often spent with my mum in the library, particularly in the reference library. And right at the start of secondary school, so you know, what are you, 11? Yeah. Um, that first summer we were given a project, um, choose a subject and make a big like book diary out of it. And I've always been fascinated by fashion. Um, and so, and I, my mum used to buy me Vogue and Elle and all those things. And I'd just be fascinated by all these beautiful clothes and how they were made. And I think that's because my family can sew, you know? So this summer I decided what I was going to do was my, my diary project was going to be all about 1920s fashion. Mm. So my mum was like, well, how should we go about this? So I was like, I know I could go into the reference library and I could trace all these beautiful 1920s ladies and colour them and then write about them, you know, like, oh, yeah. she wore a cloche because you could only wear a cloche if you were of a certain level. Um, and if you were of certain social standing, a cloche was too low a hat for you to wear. So you would add a fancy feather to it you know all the history as yeah, well of the yeah. the outfits honestly it took me the whole of the summer holidays it was beautiful my parents helped me bind it 
um but I did all the work I did all the research I did all the coloring I did all the tracing and um it was like you handed them in and then they talked about them and then who was going to get a prize and I was told that I was being disqualified because I quite clearly hadn't done it on my own. Oh my God. So that was the first thing. Then the second thing is there's a whole string of swear words that should be inserted here. So <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. Uh, I was told that this girl in my class, Amory Allen, and see, like I'm 47. Still remember her name. Still remember it. <laughs> Amory Allen was winning the prize because she wrote about the diary of crazy Amy her alter ego that she had spent summer with I was like are you effing kidding me you was robbed you were totally robbed I was totally robbed and I think <laughs> that and I'm never gonna get over it no. right and and I think that that traumatic like the the one expression of my creativity at uh, uh, my early 11 year old self got so like dusted away mm. that I think I just was a bit like I'm not I'll stick with the books yeah the Gosh, I'm, I'm not surprised I'm not surprised that's quite a yeah. quite a big event I think and and so <laughs> my husband is always saying I can't believe you're still holding on to this and I watched Michelle Obama's Becoming documentary. I don't know if you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And she talks about the teacher who said she wouldn't go to Harvard. Mm. And the interviewer says to her, oh, so you're still, you know, a bit chippy about that. She was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm <laughs> yes. holding on to that. And I was like, that is right, Michelle Obama. I am holding on to crazy Amy for the rest of my life. <laughs> and so bringing it back to today... Yes. Um, so, you know, we talked about how you got into the crafting. What what mm. sort of skills do you think you've taken from your sort of project management um, life, if you like, into the crafting? Well, I think as a project manager, I know that I can handle quite a large volume of work. I'm kind of famed for that in wherever I work it's like whoa yeah. damn that girl can take a lot of work mm. and kind of like effortlessly and I, I say that without any kind of like oh <laughs> get me no it's I can totally and utterly vouch for that <laughs> it's just kind of who I am yeah totally and so I think that translates into the way that I craft like all of my my little craft buddies are like damn girl you're a super fast card maker and I'm like I think that's organization, right? I mm. don't make anything randomly. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of random in some areas of my life, but when it comes to work and when it comes to crafting, I'm kind of like, right, I'm going to make a card with a fox and there's going to be a tree and a sunset, right? And I'm like, okay, I can make 14 of these cards. Let's color all the sunsets. Let's add all the trees. Let's add the foxes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm very kind of regimented about these things. And I plan. So I'm like, I'm on a couple of design teams. I have my own blog, all these things that take up a massive amount of my own personal time. But I literally squeeze them into like an hour a day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think that my project management skills really flow into the way, you know, I, 
I work, you know, my desk is set up in a certain way for efficiency because I have a very small space. I have like a six foot by two foot space and I basically have everything at hand. So mm. my hands would be like, oh, this is here. That's there. You know, I don't have to mm. go rooting around. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the same as how I work. I don't, I, the, before I finish the night that, you know, like tonight, I will write a list for tomorrow. So there's no like, oh, what was it I'm supposed to do today? Mm. On Tuesday morning, it's like, these are the, the five things that you wanted to look at this morning. Let's do those whilst checking email or messenger or whatever for the latest mm. additions to my Tuesday list. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do things randomly. And I think that's the same with the way that I craft. Like, we t- I talked about YouTube. I love YouTube still because I'm like, oh, I'm stuck for an idea. Let me go rummage around and see what my favorite crafter is doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's still somewhere you go for inspiration because you still want to keep always. Learning. Yeah. Yeah. And always because like my favorite people, they're prolific and they, you know, output videos in a, in a way I'm always like, shooting the odd craft video which is like terrible and basic and a bit grunty but these people spend all this time editing them and they're beautifully shot and the sound is perfect and I kind of feel like that's a really good learning curve and it's also after a while I think you amass so much stuff like me I mean my craft room is separately insured let's just say that because if there was ever a fire, I would be like, oh, dear God, how am I going to replace all of this? So it's, you know, the, you amass so much stuff that where do you begin sometimes? And I find Pinterest is really good. You know, I find the people's blogs that I like and YouTube a good way of going, oh, yeah, I haven't used that dog stamp in a while. Let me do mm. take the dog stamp that's been sitting there for a while with a new technique, you know? Yeah. So that's really cool. So I was going to ask you about sort of favorite tools and techniques that you have. Are there any kind of go-to ones that you just like every time you start a crafting project, like, I know I'm going to use this. I know I'm going to do it this way. I, I like to color. I find coloring super therapeutic. Um, and because you, you need to concentrate because we're growing up and we're supposed to color in lines. Um, I can't think about anything else. It's like one of those moments where I would imagine what it's like if you were a runner, right? Where you can't, there's nothing else in your mind, just that I'm coloring in pink hair for Mm. a unicorn or I'm coloring in a fox that's three shades of brown. I can't, I don't think about anything else. Um, and so I always default, I think, to colouring. And so I'll stamp an image and de- colour it. And often I'll stamp random images having no idea what they're going to become just because I've had a bad day at work and I'm like, you know what? I need to do 20 minutes of therapeutic colouring. So let me grab a stamp and colour it. And that can be with markers or watercolours or pencils or whatever um any medium just coloring uh, but you obviously 
you know, you say you grew up in Southeast London, lived in London. I what's, did. What's about moving to New York? Has it changed anything about your crafting? Oh my God, so much. Um, I think when I was still, if I was still in the UK, I think my craft life would be very different because I would have found the community, dug around and found them, you know, eventually. In the US, like a lot of my craft crushes were here. So a really good, good story is, there was a lady whose blog I really liked, Jen, Jen Shirkus, mm. and she basically, um, I loved her blog and I followed her. And then I realized that she did classes out of her like um, home in Rhode Island. And when I moved here, I was like, one day I'll be brave enough and I'll get on the train and I'll go to Rhode Island, and I'll do a class. And then, you know, and we didn't have a lot of money when we moved here and it was a bit expensive. And then one day, I don't know, I just went online and I just booked it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going. Yeah. And I booked the hotel and I was like, I'm going to stay the Friday night. The class is on a Saturday and then I'll come home Saturday night. And I was super nervous and was like, what am I doing? This is crazy. And when, and was like, oh my God, you're my massive crush and I love you. And literally that was like in 2014. Virtually every single tip I learned in that 10 hour day, I still use. Wow. There's so many things I was like, what mind blown what mind blown <laughs> <laughs> over and over again for 10 mm. hours and then Jen was like hey you know my friend Sharon she teaches classes at this place called the ink pad I was like oh I know the ink pad really cute little store she was like you should go there and I was like oh you know I've been seeing they do classes but I was a bit shy about doing class because I don't know people and I tried to do class somewhere else before and they were mean, mean. <laughs> and I was like I don't know she was like, well, this was a good experience. Go try something else. And I did. And the ink pad and Sharon. Now, Sharon is one of my, like, New York besties. And because of the ink pad and Jen Shirkus pushing me there, I now have this little New York craft family who are also my girl gang. And they have, I've learned so much from them. I've also learned to be confident about my skills and whether or not my skills are as good as like Sharon's and Jen's who I consider my pinnacle card making heroines doesn't really matter one of the things about Jen and Sharon that they taught you is nothing is ever a mistake and it's handmade so people should be grateful to have it because uh, there's some thought that went into there and if it's not perfect it doesn't matter because the card that I send you Joe mm -hmm. and the card that I send you know, my friend, Linda, you two aren't going to see each other's cards. So it doesn't really matter if <laughs> one's slightly janky and the other one's mm. perfect. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you start learning these things and they, and I think, but the community in New York or in America is much more vocal and out there and much more accessible. Whereas I have to be honest, some of the crafting that I was encountering in England didn't really suit my style it was a little mm. bit nannery and a little bit like hey I bought a packet of stickers and I shoved everything on a card 
and my style is more a technical term in my little craft world is um cas which is clean and simple mm. and so that's really more my style and a really good example of that is i went to a class when i first moved here this is where they were mean and i made my card and the lady was like oh i don't think you finished and i was like no that's that's my style she was like hmm you need to put more stuff on it it's not finished and I was like but it's no no and so to be and then I discovered here in the US there's a whole movement collective of us CAS people all these clean and simple you know with like one image and then just hello underneath it's like Mm. oh so clean it's so simple Mm. (laughs) you know and it looks beautiful I love you I love your work I've been very fortunate to receive a few of the cards that you sent so I'm I'm just super tough because they're really lovely and really stylish as well you know I I think that that's the the thing that when you're making things and you know people you can you you can pepper your work with the things you know about people mm-hmm. and I think that means that you can send people much more personal things you know you can like my aunt here who lives in San Antonio she's obsessed by dragons so now she only gets dragon cards amazing and but you that means you get to do dragon cards as a bit right? of fun Ex- yeah exactly and she's never bored of a dragon card <laughs> and I'm never bored of making a dragon card <laughs> the lockdown meant I could dust off some photoshop skills go back to my good old friend YouTube (laughs) and teach myself Photoshop. And so now I've kind of branched off into being a digital scrapbooker. And that started in March. And I'm quite lucky that I have been a card maker. So that kind of my use of color and layering and shadowing, a lot of my card making principles follow themselves into my digital scrapbooking layouts. And that community is really warm and friendly and has been super affirming to me and positive and um, has invited me into a couple of, you know, design teams and places where I can leave other people love as well for their scrapbooking endeavors. And so that's kind of where I'm going, but equally I, and that takes up a f- quite a lot of time, you know, but it's easy because I can do it in front of the TV, mm. whereas I can't do that with physical card making yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you need separate space, yeah. Yeah, so, so doing the digital stuff is great, but it reaffirms your love for the physical mm. because I still want to be able to touch and feel and, you know, I don't know, paint and colour. So... Um, definitely journaling, journeying into a digital area is definitely what's happening. But I think the evolution for me is always going to be a new technique. Mm. You know, oh, I can do this. Oh, it does that, you know, um, in the physical. So I think when I first started, I didn't understand stencils, but I loved them and I used to buy them and then look at them like, what do I do with you? I don't understand you. And and then one day I went to a friend's house here in New York and um, I was like, oh, you have stencils too. 
she was like yeah most of my cards are made with stencils I was like they are and then boom <laughs> and so I think one of my default things you talked about defaults is stencils I love stencils stencils and I and I'm really good with them now and that's what I like you know I like that evolution of your skills but yeah. you have to be willing to confront the terrible cards I subjected my friends and families to 12 years ago like I'm sorry I apologize publicly <laughs> for all the monstrosities that I made you buy or that I gifted to you um, and I'm hoping now that and even I can see that the cards that I make now are much more beautiful. And I hope that giving them those beautiful cards here in 2021 will make them feel better about the horrible things I gave them. Well, thank you for giving us your confession, Claire Grantham. That's really, really helpful. So um, <laughs> it's been amazing talking to you. I I'd love to be able to share some of your um work or, or if anyone who wants to follow you or find you on social media what where can they find yeah. you um social media my instagram is locked down but if you're not a lurker i'll let you in uh so if you're looking for me then it's generally ham and mule is my is my handle so um i have a blog uh it's ham and mule designs at blogspot or blogger um and ham and mule on instagram and that's pretty much where you can find me and we'll put um, a link to those in the show notes below but also yeah. to um the ink pad as well because yeah, it sounds like some so. a place that people should check out if they're in new york yeah right? definitely and it's a small business owned by one lady who's just done a remarkable job in fostering a community well you're pretty remarkable yourself claire so thanks very much for talking so to you, us Joe. i think we could do another hour as well um but <laughs> we'll have to do a part two maybe in a, in a year or so so we can follow up on where your crafting journey has taken you claire thanks so much i really really thank appreciate you. you taking the time i Take loved care. it it was great thank you